This is Amy Sudo, and you're listening to the Kingdom of Pavement podcast. Kingdom of Pavement is a publication that I started with my co-founder, Flannery Maney, in order to talk about the rising creatives out here in Los Angeles and beyond that you may not have heard of just yet. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about all things freelancing for creatives and how to figure out a way to design your life so that you're still doing what you love as you're establishing yourself as a creative and a professional in your field while also earning a living through freelancing and through more flexible ways of uh, income. And before we get started, a special shout out to Kyle Cords, who is not only a lovely person and a talented writer, but our first uh, patron on Patreon. So if you really like our show and want to help support our work supporting rising artists, think about donating maybe a dollar or more a month to help us keep the lights on. You can find more information at our website, kingdomofpavement.com. Here's the episode. Hope you guys enjoy. All right. I just hit record. We're here. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. It is very early. We're eating. We're drinking and eating coffee. Drinking coffee. <laughs> we're inhaling coffee and so excited to talk to you guys about uh, our topic today. Um, but first, Flannery, since this is your inaugural episode on the podcast, do you want to chat a little about, introduce yourself, talk yeah. a little about you? Hi, guys. Um, I was on set really late, so I uh, have a voice situation. <laughs> um, I'm, uh, I'm from Ohio. I'm an actor, writer, producer who lives in LA currently. Um, I write a lot of historical hour-long dramas, and um, weirdly enough, also I work in the YA space quite a bit. Um, you can see me on Fox's Mulaney and on a Nickelodeon show that I don't think ever aired, <laughs> <laughs> but it is hilarious. Um, I think that's just about it. I want to get a dog, but I think <laughs> what kind I'm of dog? a little far off from that. I don't know. I, I kind of want to get a Dalmatian. I think they're Ooh. so pretty. Yeah. But I, I think I just, the life of being on set isn't necessarily conducive, which is, we should talk about that today when we're talking about yeah, freelancing. Like, definitely. what kinds of jobs are conducive to getting a getting dog? Getting a dog. <laughs> Priorities. Your creative career <laughs> and Money, dog. And then the dog. <laughs> but probably the dog is number one. Yeah, dog. That's why I have a cat, is my cat can just like, my cat ignores me anyways. <laughs> So, <laughs> she's hiding. She's hiding. Um, <laughs> she's a shy girl. Yeah, she is. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, let's just dive in. Uh, one, one thing that like when I met you that I was really impressed by is how you just had, first of all, like you had a really cool like like writing career already and like you were also traveling and freelancing and making your own schedule and like the first time that we met drinks or we had drinks because one of our friends Sam introduced us I was just like so impressed by you because you just had your shit together and like so funny I I think I was having like a really bad day that day I just remember like that's really nice that you thought that yeah but I mean I would love for you to kind of chat a little bit about like how you've been able to like put together your freelance stuff and mm. and can just kind of like dive into that yeah there. I mean the first step is it's been a long ass process am I allowed to swear on this podcast yes yeah it's Excellent. explicit so <laughs> um you know I moved here when I was 19 and mm. I was following a, a hunch um after I after I did a year in college and I loved it and I made the best friends but I did an internship at Sony afterwards and casting and I knew that I needed to be here. I knew that I needed to actively be available to be mm-hmm. hired. 
Um, so I worked in casting for a couple years, I think it was, and I was just saving up and I, it was, it was no money, but mm-hmm. I would take like a little bit of it cause I knew at some point I needed to launch myself as a freelancer mm-hmm. and it, it was a rough adjustment. Let me just tell you from being on a desk, there is a certain, there's certainty in that, you know, mm-hmm. from being in the room, yeah. you, know, you get a salary, you have a team, you go somewhere every day and you're committed to doing something. Um, but I truly love my freelancing lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I was just talking about it last night. I struggle with the idea of being in a writer's room, though I want to be in one because I want to cultivate that part of my life. I mm-hmm. also I know what I like my work day to look like. And yeah. also as an actress, you know, I go on an audition once in a blue moon, mm-hmm. but it's a great thing to have available where I can move meetings around around auditions should they come in. Mm-hmm. So it's a nice way to have all cylinders firing, I guess. But my first um, day job, I guess, was being a nanny. Mm-hmm. And that was a time that I will never forget. Um, <laughs> I used to watch babies like all day. Mm-hmm. I felt like a 21-year-old mother, mm. a single mother. And not only that, but you can't just go take a baby to like the store and do your own thing. Like, mm-hmm. You're there for the baby. Yeah. The baby decides that you have fun. <laughs> It's usually like sitting on the floor with them for so long. Yeah. Um, But it it was an amazing time. And I think if anything has trained me for having kids, it was that experience, especially when I was doing it so intensely for so long. So that was kind of my first foray into, and I did that for a really long time before I got my bar job. Mm -hmm. Um, But you know, there's so many, what I'm learning now, and it's a constant, um, it's a constant negotiation of what jobs I want to take and what jobs I want to turn away. But Mm -hmm. there's, always freelance jobs mm-hmm. always and then what I love about you you're inspiring me so much is you're doing yeah. jobs that are in your career path mm-hmm. which is what I'm trying to change over to doing do you want to talk about Upwork yeah yeah definitely I, you guys have to hear about what <laughs> thank you insane. <laughs> yeah so I have um I've always kind of been freelancing in that direction because I grew up working um when I was in high school, my summer job, my my second job outside of high school was packing and shipping books for my parents' bookstore and doing like uh, like data entry for their uh, real estate business and then also writing blog posts for their bookstore because they run like a Pulp Fiction bookstore. What? How did they not do this? <laughs> oh yeah, my so God. when I, I Yeah, I um, So when I was growing up, like I would ship books, I would write blog posts and then eventually like I started, I made like a shop some like short documentaries for a few companies for money and so I've always been kind of like side hustling because my parents are like no you can't have a regular summer job you're either going to work for the family business or you're going to do something that is related to your career path so that's amazing which I thought was pretty cool and also it was frustrating because I got so tired of like carting books back and forth to the bookstore to the post office but it like taught me how to like find interesting jobs and also left me with like no resume like I couldn't go be a waitress after Mm -hmm. college because I had just like um, had no like experience in service industry. So when I was, I started doing Upwork and freelancing um, uh, because after I graduated, I worked at an agency and then I worked for a showrunner and then our show got canceled out of nowhere. It was like a month into the perfect writer's room and then we just lost it. It just like all got canceled like a month in. Uh, and then I knew that I had to become a freelancer and become stable on my own. Mm-hmm. Even though I got another job like really quickly, like a few weeks after that, um, 
I knew that I had to be able to like weather the storm of not having a job on a show. <laughs> Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Was that the first time in your, besides the experiences you had as a, as a kid kind mm-hmm. of hustling in the summers, was that your first experience of being like, I don't have a job after college? Yes. Cause okay. I worked, I worked several jobs during college. I was an RA and orientation coordinator. And so like I was constantly always working. So in the first time I was unemployed cause I, I got my agency assistant job right when I graduated. So that was the first time that I was unemployed and it was super scary. And I was like, what do I do? I don't know. I have any money. I'm poor. <laughs> so, what were your what were your fears? In yeah, that? yeah. I was afraid because I you never want to go like move back home, and I'm from like a small town in Arizona. And I'm like, I there's oh Mika, there's my cat. She doesn't want to go back to Arizona. It's way too hot back there. She's from Arizona? Yeah, yeah, she's my high school cat. By the way, just setting the scene here, Rika <laughs> is a tuxedo cat, and she's very cute. And she looks like the cat that I grew up with. That's why I'm Aww, obsessed with her. Yeah, and she, she has an extra toe here. on each foot. She does. She does. <laughs> yeah, so go she ahead. doesn't She doesn't want to go back to Arizona either. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was the first time that I was like, oh shit, I have to like have a job outside of writing, of course, and then um, like doing whatever my day job in a writer's room, writer's assistant, etc. So I started finding clients and just like like hustling, and like I still kept my state day job as an assistant, and then I just started building up clients um, for I did immersive theater events, I wrote for them, I wrote blog posts, and then from there I've just built out my business to the point where. I'm juggling like 10 or 12 clients at once. I'm like ghostwriting several memoirs right now. Like today I have a bunch of different meetings and phone calls with a bunch of clients. Um, And it's like, I, it's been great because I'm able to kind of be honest with my clients and be like, I, my, the thing that I'm doing out here is I'm a TV writer. Like I just co-wrote my first episode of television and like, that's what I do. Uh, and then everything else, all of my freelance work is just stuff that I do to sustain myself while I'm working on new projects and shooting sizzle reels and like going out and pitching things. So, um, and when I was working at the agency, uh, uh, when I was working at the agency, I remember watching all of these, uh, writers have to take jobs because they needed money and I never wanted to be that writer like I wanted to be able to take a job on a show on staff of a show that I loved mm-hmm. instead of just having to take something because I needed the money Desperate. quick. Yeah. yeah. And oftentimes, I, I mean, I don't know if this is always true, but I see writers take jobs in fields they don't want to work in. And, yeah. You know, they don't want to do animation and they take a job in animation mm-hmm. and forever they're an animation yeah. 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 And I think it's really smart that you recognize that within your client base. Mm-hmm. Would they do other jobs besides writer's rooms? Um, yeah. I, yeah. Uh, Everybody, like every writer is different. Um, and I, I think it's just scary. Like once you're, you start down like the TV writing path, especially you can't really go back. Like once you're a staff writer, you can get like staff writer jobs. And then once you're story editor, you go story Mm -hmm. editor and up. So you kind of have to, you're locked into jobs at that level. Mm -hmm. So it's either you get a job during staffing season or off cycle, or you, you know, have a day job or you write for other things or you freelance. And I think Mm -hmm. that like freelancing has been really great because it allows me to do things that like enrich my writing uh, and allow me to stay home with my cat who's very needy right now climbing all over me. <laughs> she knows who's a microphone. She like, knows. Know. She um, but yeah, but like one of the things that we were talking about earlier that I'm really like that we I think we should talk about now is how to balance everything. Oh my God. Well, you and I are the word. I think it's, it's so great that we're talking about this. Yes. I think we both struggle a lot. Yes. I know I personally I do, do. too. Yeah. And I've been on both ends of it. When yeah. I first moved out here and I was just an actress 
actress and there's nothing I, I don't even for the actors out there god bless you because mm-hmm. it is such it's it's a job that is so reliant on other people making decisions for mm-hmm. you and it, it that's fine because you can really hustle and make yourself available and be in class and take workshops and all of these things I was doing all of those things and I would also get all of the sides all for pilot season and mm-hmm. put them on tape, send them to cast, like every single thing. I was hustling my ass off and I wasn't booking anything. Mm. And I had not a lot of control and eventually you just, you run out of things that you can actively do. Mm-hmm. And I was just in this space where I would just work out and audition and work out and audition and it was not a healthy space to be in. There was no creative spirit. There was mm-hmm. no you know, quest to do something bigger. It was all just, I want a book, I want a book. Mm -hmm. And I had way too much time on my hands. Mm -hmm. And I got really, really depressed. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm just, I know I'm that kind of person. If my schedule is too light, Mm -hmm. it's not like I'm going to go catch up on a book. Yeah. It's not like I'm going to go on vacation. Well, I'll go on vacation. That's not true. It's not like I'm going to sit in my house and like write the novel that I've been dying to write. Mm -hmm. I need the structure around my schedule to a certain degree. Yeah. On the flip side, if I put way too much of my schedule like I've been doing recently, mm-hmm. I end up flaking on people and I end up moving things around too much. I just did it to a meeting that I had today <laughs> like eight times. <laughs> it's like, wait, 12, 30, no, three, no, this time. And it's because I have a premiere tonight and I have to yeah. go get ready and my brother's getting married and I have to dye my hair, all these things you yeah. know, that take nine hours. Um, no, Gotta I get mean, ready for that red carpet. Get ready for the red carpet. <laughs> Um, yeah, at my, um, film festival, you know, it's going to be Exciting. super fancy. So exciting. Well, for which, do you want to chat a little bit about what film? Uh, yeah, the, my film got into Dances with Films. So um, exciting. So exciting. It goes up at the, um, not the Pantages. Oh. <laughs> Very <laughs> different kind of film. Yes. Film. <laughs> Just really depressing. The musical interpretation <laughs> already. Oh my God, I can't even imagine the musical interpretation of my film. Um, it's at the, um, Chinese Theater. So, so it's, it's very exciting. You know what? It was funny. I was talking to my friend, my old casting boss, who's a really good friend of mine, and mm-hmm. she was like, what are you up to? And I was like, oh, I have to do all these postcards for this film, this film <laughs> festival, blah, 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 being such an asshole about it. And mm-hmm. she was like, fucking right. Five years ago, you would have been freaking out if your film got up at yeah. the Chinese theater. You wouldn't have even had a film five years ago. So yeah. So let that sink in. And I think that's, you know, that's part of it, too, is mm-hmm. everything's a process, and you know, we're out here and I have like eight jobs. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to feel feel fulfilled by every single one of them. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you feel just a little strung out. And I think yeah. that the balance is what keeps you sane. And, you know, every week, so I work out a lot, mm-hmm. not, not even like, oh, I got to get these gains. It's mm-hmm. just, I go there and I devote the time, whether mm-hmm. half of it is just stretching and my body hurts, mm-hmm. or yoga, or lifting, or cardio, or whatever it is. Yeah, what does your week look like? Can you lay out, like, what your week looked like? Yeah. Let's, let's both do that, because I feel like that's, I like, enlightening. I guess so, yeah. 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 So every day I do that. Um, yeah. Not, I'm not quite every day. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, on Saturdays, I take the day off because I drive down to Orange County um, pretty early in the morning, mm-hmm. and I write for about four hours, or I'll nice. run errands, and people don't really understand. Like, I have friends down there, they're like, hey, me up, and I'm like, this is like a really sacred time, mm-hmm. because I drive down there to avoid traffic. I'm about to work for 10 hours serving other people drinks. Um, you know, I, I really take that time seriously, because mm-hmm. also it's easier to run errands in Orange County. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Fact, oh, yeah. Always go to The Trader that. Joe's always is not mobbed. <laughs> Like I have to, you know, I get all my like toiletries when I'm down, whatever. But 
um, I keep that that space pretty sacred. Sundays are also pretty slow. I meet up with an accountability group once in a while on Sundays. Mm -hmm. We do a writer's group every other time. So it's Mm -hmm. a nice, we just get together at a restaurant and we all just share our work. And it's a nice Mm -hmm. thing to kind of keep us all to a certain level. Um, Yeah, that's been really incredible. And on Sundays, I really like to take, I don't know, is this like this in Arizona? In Ohio, Sundays are like... You don't do anything. You watch yeah. football. You make a dinner. For sure. You hang out with your family, and it's mm-hmm. still hard for my mom because she's an empty nester to not have us around on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's. Yeah. I'm still really accustomed to that. So I usually Sunday night, like I go to the movies or I cook for the week or what you know. I just like to kind of stay in mm-hmm. or do something really chill. Yeah. Um, but Monday through Friday, man, it is. Um, <laughs> I have um. I on on evenings I have a rotating schedule of we have writers group on monday mm-hmm. which is incredible so and great. one of the best la salons there is and <laughs> artists and females and it's just so soul fulfilling so thank you amy yes. for bringing me into that thank you for group. joining oh my you god bring the sunshine what would my life be like <laughs> if i wasn't in writers group would be very sad we miss you um shout out to kim liz and danielle who are the, the best so talented are the best um, yeah uh, Tuesday usually is like one night off, but that's like a date night or seeing a friend or going to the movies or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I whatever social activity that I need to squeeze in. Mm-hmm. That sounds you know, but that's that's true. Yeah. Tuesday and Thursday usually are my two days for that. Wednesday night I go to this group where it's it's called Sandbox. You share about what your career is like, and then you do acting scenes and writers bring scenes and directors mm. direct them and it's kind of just like a, a play cool um so that's been really really great just having especially when I'm not actively in acting class all the time having mm-hmm. a place to just come and experiment and, yeah. and do stuff um and then Friday night usually again seeing friends but sometimes I work on Friday nights too I oh, wow. babysit oh, yeah. all of these nights fill in sometimes I babysit and it's mm-hmm. just um that's that's my schedule yeah but during the day meetings you know writing Writing podcasting. Is podcasting. <laughs> um, I used to work a freelance job. I actually uh, used to work a freelance job walking a dog during mm-hmm. the day just because I love dogs and I want a dog and it's a good experience. It is. His the dog's moms were really great and inspiring, so I, I did that for a little while, but that's now over, so that's good. I have more time. Um, the other thing I do during the week is I teach. I teach acting class. I teach Hogwarts. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> um, it's an enrichment program um, called Parker Anderson. They're amazing. If you're a school, hire them to come in and, and take care of the kids after school. It's really great for kids who don't, whose parents aren't home mm-hmm. right after school. And I was one of those kids. So I really, if it's so fulfilling to do it, I don't know how much longer I'm going to be able to do it with my current schedule, but I, mm-hmm. I would like to keep doing it, especially the acting classes. Cool. Seeing the little kids, they're amazing actors, and seeing them sort of come alive is incredible. Yeah. So that's about my weekly schedule. Nice. Your turn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, mine's just a disaster. <laughs> Not <Can't> just... <laughs> wait. The few different side hustles that I have, or like freelance jobs that I have, is like I have my like ghostwriting, memoir writing. I work on docu, I write documentary stuff too. So I do like a whole that whole slate, and then I'm also a yoga teacher. I um, substitute at Gold's Gym and a few other places, and like so I 
now just starting to really go to other places to teach yoga. So that's going to throw a wrench in my already nuts schedule. <laughs> Can I ask a quick question yeah. about yoga just for our viewers? Our, yeah, our listeners. listeners. Yeah. Um, uh, did you did you pursue that track because you wanted an extra cash hustle or did you pursue that track because you love it? Um, because I love it. I, so I did my 200 hour training every Sunday from 8am to 6pm and it was so much fun. Like it's just, I, what I love about yoga is I started doing it six years ago, um, because it just was such a good stress reliever and it just helped me whenever I had writer's block or was super stressed or anxious, I would go do yoga and then suddenly everything would be okay. And I felt so much better. And like, I have my favorite yoga teacher right now is Blake Abramowitz at Yoga Raj. And he teaches, like, he recites poetry during the yoga class. He lights candles. Like, it's just such a safe space and such a nice, creative environment where it's just, like, you feel so refreshed. We have to go. Yeah, I'm going to take you. It's, like, so, (laughs) so lovely. Such a nice class. And after, like, leaving those, it was, like, a sacred space. It was, like, church. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I wanted to share that with other people and other writers. So that's why I teach a free yoga class every Saturday at 11. Um, But that's been really great because, like, my Noah, my roommate, who was on episode one uh bakes fresh bread and like we bring that out and like um so yeah it's just like a lovely way to have creative so I started doing yoga for fun and because I love it and it's amazing but I also now teach group classes and private clients so it's also a way to help me supplement my income even though that's not the main reason I do it because it's I just love it so much yeah But anyways, weekly schedule. Saturdays I teach yoga, uh, and then I have my Dungeons and Dragon group. Is that one that breathes into? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and yeah, and all all of our other friends who are lovely and amazing. So we do that. So Saturday is kind of like my fun day of like hanging out with people, and we often go to dance yourself clean. So and at the satellite, satellite, everyone come with us. See us there. Two days. Yeah. Uh, and then on Sundays, uh, I used to be in yoga training, but now I have thankfully off and that's usually the day that I'm catching up on things like working errands, like trying to like do all of the things and like laundry. And then Mondays we have writers group. And then during the days, Monday through Friday, it's kind of constantly phone calls because I, I'm, I'm constantly meeting up with my ghostwriting clients, either in person, if they're local or on the phone. And we do several hours of just like, I'm interviewing them and transcribing our interviews. And then I'm writing the chapters based on their, their, what they're sharing with me. And we really get in deep. Like it's super emotional. Like I had one client who we, we just like, she just started crying on the phone because we just got to a place that was really dark and really tough. And like, it was really emotional and, and, and great. But it's also, like, it was, it's just hard to get to those places. So it's, like, after, like, several hours of phone calls and several hours of, like, transcribing what we talk about, um, it it takes a toll. So I have to try to, like, go on a run, go take a yoga class, go to a pole dancing class. So I try to break up my day where it's, like, in the mornings every day I'm doing, like, writing and just focusing on my my writing work and then I do freelance work then I go work out and then I come back and finish my freelance work and finish my writing work and then every evening I either have writers group on Mondays or drinks with people that I haven't met yet or um I've been having a lot of meetings about the sizzle reel I'm shooting in Arizona for Ooh. a project that I'm super excited for so excited. uh so uh the out of town producer from Arizona was in this week so we stayed up to like 11:30 working on shot lists and stuff like that so 
usually I'll always have some sort of meeting or something. So it's yeah. just like constant. You're the you're also the keeper of the cool people. You know, cool, and Thank you. Always you always set me up with the coolest people <laughs> to have drinks with. So you and Sam, I swear to God, oh, Sam's nice. who I met you. Yeah, That's, Sam's great. Yeah. Oh my God, shout out to Sam, Sam Sharma, the Sam best. Sharma, we love you. Yes. Um, um, yeah. So it's just like constant madness. Like you're like both of us. I feel like have constant madness of it's like. True. You and I are always making something mm-hmm. and I think that's a, a shift that it, it, I'm really glad I made mm-hmm. especially making Kingdom of Pavement and things like yeah, this or, yeah, or yeah. just always write like I'm usually writing two projects at once mm-hmm. and you know we have different irons of the fire as far as I, I produce while I write mm-hmm. other projects and yeah. that's like I don't know what's wrong with me that's just <laughs> it's a lot it's kind of a pain so cool. enjoy though mm-hmm. but but we, we should talk about like what are the specific things so you go on a run yoga I'm the same way mm-hmm. what else do we do I travel that's really yeah fun. oh I need to do more of that yeah we're gonna go to Spain man yes we're gonna go to Spain <laughs> yes I find that if I spend too much time in the direct hustle and I feel like I'm in a washing machine for mm. like maybe six months I really start to lose touch with my creative spirit yeah yeah and I did something that when I went to I went to when was this trip I don't know two years ago I did a month all along the UK and I went to Scotland certain like certain parts of the English countryside and I just wrote mm-hmm. and I went by myself I met mm. so many amazing people but I wrote like a baby novel while, while cool. I was there just on the train and I think that sort of letting go of the feeling that I constantly need to be either working day job or working career jobs mm-hmm is really good sometimes mm-hmm. and so necessary and you'll feel it when you get in the depths of like and Saturday's my bar job and Friday I'm babysitting and all yeah. of these nights I have a thing and during the day like once in a while I work and, and I teach and I am really bad at letting that go and mm-hmm. for example this Saturday I didn't get a bar shift so like we're gonna go to the satellite and yeah. celebrate that but at first my first reaction is like this gut-wrenching thing of like mm-hmm. oh shoot I need cat I need money yeah I need, you know and, and, and you don't, you don't, you do need it, but you don't because it's okay mm-hmm. because that time is really valuable. And I yeah. think that's something that I'm still working on accepting the time off. I'm going home for my brother's wedding. Mm-hmm. Shout out Pat. Good job. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> you're normal. <laughs> you're normal. Like the rest of us are going to be single yeah, and die in Los Angeles alone <laughs> with cats. With cats. So many cats. It's okay. We're all in it together. Cats are great. Um, oh my god. If I could have one, I would. Um, uh, yes, Rika, that's you. Um, she's like, I have my name. Um, yeah, but that, you know, I'm taking like 10 days off and just going mm-hmm. to be with my family. And that's the time when I read those old books from my childhood or mm-hmm. I work on pavement and I feel really yeah. excited or I play the piano for six hours or whatever. It is. Yeah. That's a lot. But, you know. It's it's that release of like I'm gonna do whatever I want in this time because it's kind of just time for me and I think establishing that time during your day every day mm-hmm. even in the grind is so important. Yeah. Oh no, absolutely. Especially because even with all of our freelance work and all of our jobs and everything we do, we are creatives first and foremost. Yes. Like we are out here to write and then for Flannery act produce to literally all of the creative things. Oh God. <laughs> uh, I'm not a composer. <laughs> not, <laughs> yet. <laughs> not yet. Not <laughs> yet. 
<laughs> but yeah, like the, those, the creative things, those are all the things that we are number one. Like every single yeah. day we are writing, we are working on our creative stuff. And then all of our freelance stuff is built around that. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. and it's so easy to get burnt out when we're doing like so many jobs mm-hmm. where it's like, it's, we're working 10, 12 hour days constantly like writing, creating stuff, networking, but it's having that time off and going to travel is just so yeah. important. And like, I think you went on a like a research trip. Um, I did. Yeah. yeah, I went to I went to Paris because I was. Is that what you want? The one I was going to talk about your Arizona trip, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but like that too. <laughs> Paris was just for the for the neighbor. Um, oh yeah, because yeah. I've never been to Paris and I wrote a script about Paris and I'm like, this is maddening that I did this. <laughs> I'm no Hemingway and I made myself go to Paris. It was an amazing trip. Oh, that's so um, cool. With my friend Maddie, incredible. But I did go to Arizona, mm-hmm. your home state. What? What? Yeah. And um, I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, There's some beautiful parts of Arizona. Yeah, yeah. I was literally been writing this script for five years wow. um, in different forms. It's, it was my first major script, so it took a really long time. But then I also adapted it to a feature, mm-hmm. and I also wrote different drafts for different producers. And it, mm-hmm. it's it's been that script that's sort of been on the cusp of a sale for forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I finally went to Prescott, which is it's pronounced Prescott, not Prescott, <laughs> for years. Um, and I, I it was. It was astounding. I yeah. mean, being in that city, and it, it, what's crazy is after I wrote it, I did a bunch of research, which mm-hmm. just don't write scripts that way. <laughs> don't write anything that way. Um, we live and we learn. <laughs> you live and you learn. For some reason, Amy, almost every creative choice that I made matched up with the history of it. Yay. And weirdly enough, one of the characters had the same goddamn name. Wow. I don't as, know how that happened. As a historical. As a historical person. Wow. Um, but I had to change them to being more of a villain because the person in real life was a terrible person, <laughs> um, you know, as they all were. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, but I, I had such a great time. You could really feel the, the character of that city. Yeah. Everyone was, I mean, I went to a bar um, just to kind of observe, and there was line dancing and people were wearing cowboy hats and, and the women were all wearing like the teal, what is it? Like the, oh, yeah. the turquoise, turquoise. Ju- jewelry mm-hmm. and silver and they were all amazing at dancing. Oh, cool. And it's just a totally world, I mean, I'm not from the West and yeah. I still, even when I'm down in San Diego, I'm like, oh my God, this is like foreign to me. Yeah. But especially Arizona, especially certain like New Mexico and Arizona, they're right. all places I'm just like, wow, this is this is such a culture shock and it was yeah. incredible. I, I loved it. And that that's so important. And like, that's one of my favorite parts about the freelance lifestyle, which mm-hmm. we were talking about before, like in, in February, I just like up after my room ended for Condor, I just was like, cool, I'm just going to go. And so I booked a flight to first DC to stay with my brother who was his house that was haunted. Mm-hmm. So I like got to hang out with him. And then I went up to New York city. I took a, like a bus from DC to New York, which I'd never done oh. before, which was actually really cool. How long did it take? It was like two, three hours. Yeah, it's it was, not, it was it's super quick, which was awesome. I'm glad I didn't fly because the bus was so much easier right. um, cheaper. and cheaper. And it was so nice. And like, I just spent like a week in Brooklyn mm. and like I stayed in like Bed-Stuy and like there was a, like a bakery down the street. So I would like wake up every morning uh, in like this beautiful loft and like go get like a, like some of the pastry and then take the train into the city, meet up with friends. I took a, like a tour of the catacombs. Ooh. It was like on a Wednesday and it was just so nice to be able to 
to just like hang out and write and be somewhere else and like yeah. and be in that space even though it was freezing and I got stuck in a snowstorm it's like <laughs> nice to like have this change of pace and just feel so inspired somewhere else of course and mm-hmm. honestly your day being free mm-hmm. totally elicited an amazing you know creative experience mm-hmm. for you and yeah. sometimes that can't be felt in a writer's room I do think yeah. that oh I for think sure sometimes when you have that freedom to go make something mm-hmm. you're gonna make something really great yeah and yeah people ask me a lot how I fill my day and I'm yeah like, what do you mean, what do you mean? <laughs> how do I pick what I want to do there's so much yeah, or yeah. My friends, when I visited my friend Frances in New York she was getting off work at like six mm-hmm. and so was my cousin and I got there at like 8 a.m and she's yeah. like what are you gonna do all day I'm like what am I not gonna do <laughs> oh my god I'm gonna go to a museum I'm gonna yeah. go to a coffee shop I'm gonna get lunch on a famous plate like yeah. oh my god I'm, I guess I have that sort of spirit though I think both of us do of mm-hmm. like I just want to see stuff and I want to yeah I, mean, I can be like a total introvert when I'm traveling too Same. so I'm yeah. totally fine like being by myself and yeah. getting work done and all of that so. Yeah, and that's and that's also nice. Like I, I really enjoyed like my time in New York, both seeing all my different friends out there, but also like just staying in like cool coffee shops and like yeah. like cafes and like writing and like working on my freelance work, but in a different environment. Totally. Yeah, yeah. it reignites. I did that in. I was just in Charleston for my um mm-hmm. my brother's fiance's bachelorette party, and I I was like that was a little weird because I was staying in a hostel, so I like had all of my stuff like on me, mm-hmm. which is fine, but. Yeah. Um, I sort of had to sit in a coffee shop all day and yeah. I wanted to go explore more. I yeah. did a lot of exploration the day before, but it was, yeah. you know, it was one of those things where it's like, it's sometimes nice to be able to have the freedom to choose whether you yeah. want to go explore the city or whether you want to sit and write. But yeah, definitely. I had a really good time in Munich when I was there because Ooh, I didn't cool. speak the, Munich is very traditional. They don't speak English really yeah. from my experience. I mean, I've heard other people say that they definitely do. They just mm-hmm. not, obviously not speaking it to me because yeah. I'm not talking to anybody. Uh-huh. Um, but it was a really intense trip because I went to Dachau by myself mm-hmm. and it was a really, I just wanted to talk about it with somebody and no, like I couldn't and, mm-hmm. and anyone, any of the Americans on the tour were like awful and I didn't want oh, no. to be associated with them. Terrible. Yeah. Just terrible. Oh. Um, yeah, we won't talk about that. Uh, <laughs> but you know, I, I ended up, I was feeling kind of, um, depressed and I just grabbed my computer and I was talking to the, the guy that I stayed with was great and Munich mm-hmm. was so nice and I was yeah. in one of his rooms and he just said you know there's a really good Italian restaurant down the street like you should go and mm. you know my girlfriend and I love it and so I just walked down the street and I got like a glass of wine and had a really really good carbonara oh, nice. which is my favorite and, and wrote for like six hours oh, I felt wow. so much better yeah I don't know it was such an amazing experience that's amazing, amazing. Yeah, yeah and I feel like because we're not worried about like having to take off vacation time or yeah. have to worry about any of that. Like it's less pressure. It's less pressure and we could be like, yeah, I'm gonna go and like maybe I'll do some freelance work while I'm there, maybe I'll just explore and like mm-hmm. we're able to like balance like what we're doing with where we're at. Which yeah. is really cool. Absolutely. Um I wanna talk about <laughs> finances yes let's talk about money let's talk about, about money, money. <laughs> is that our new favorite i don't know i don't know i don't know amy just like just like rub her fingers money 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 it's all gonna be on like cryptocurrency eventually so i can't do this for long <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's gonna be on your phone um, yeah i just wanted that by the way fun fact on amazon prime you can get a discount at whole foods 
I know. I have I have an Amazon Prime credit money first money fact, get an Amazon Prime credit Visa card. card, credit card. Really? It gets you five percent off all of your or cash back on all of your purchases on Amazon. Five and then cash back? Yeah. And oh, then or, or like and then yeah. you can like or points for Amazon. So five percent and then also I think it's like three percent back at Whole Foods. Oh wow. So it's like I've been just getting like it's been lovely because just pay all your bills with this credit card and then you'll have like free Amazon purchases. That's where this new microphone came from, is I love it. <laughs> <laughs> that I've yet to set up this that is, is like nice. attached to the table. This is really nice. I know. So it's from my Amazon points. So that's Very first first money tip is because we are constantly buying everything on Amazon yeah. and choking um, out like small bookstores. <laughs> I use get money um, back. Chase Sapphire Preferred. And mm-hmm. I, I have a couple friends who do the reserve. It's even more of an annual fee. But you mm-hmm. get so much money back for travel. Ooh. This card I got when I first went to London. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you get, I don't know, it's like five was that back on this is wrong so just google it but on meals <laughs> abroad and i think i oh, like cool. meals in general but also all of abroad Neat. and that includes plane tickets so i travel so much that i'm just like fuck yeah this is my car yeah um, but i i am I'm, I'm very interested in researching other because i know that a lot of airline credit cards give you like i mean my mom has a southwest one and she flies mm-hmm. for free all the time yeah and i'm yeah. just like that's interesting I know but it's like which airlines I'm constantly doing different airlines that's why I have rather do international travel um, I mean I travel obviously um domestic states more but I just would you know just for my own romantic spirit yeah um yeah so that's that's a tip uh a Roth IRA ladies and gentlemen Mm -hmm. is a really great thing to have especially when you have your first job I believe you, because my grandpa was very strict about me doing this when I got my when I got my job at Sony. Mm-hmm. So I think what happens is, for some reason, you need to have like a steady employment happening. Is that correct? To, I don't know. to do a Roth, I but essentially, you put you, you. It's taxed when you put it in. So for people who are like starting out, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's better to do that, and then you don't pay taxes on it when you when you pull it out. But I mm-hmm. do mine through Vanguard. It's really mm-hmm. great. Um, I'm really happy with it. And it's like for my retirement, especially mm-hmm. I'm a freelance artist. I don't right. have a 401k. Yeah. This is my plan for the future. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. So it's, it's really great. Um, what if we should talk about like day to day ways to save money? Yeah. Do you want to talk about like how we, yeah, manage, manage money on weekly, daily, monthly, yeah, I mean, I the, the, there's a couple things that I don't skimp on, mm-hmm. and that's food. I, yeah. I try and buy really good produce. I try and eat organically. Someone, mm. oh, I wish I could find this immediately while we're doing this. Someone <laughs> posted, um, it was my friend Will. Uh-huh. He posted this little thing and it was written out and it was like oh I saw that it's like it's like you're what you're you are your priorities you are your priorities yeah you can spend an hour um you know it's the way we react to things so oh I spend an hour on the phone with my mom oh my god forever oh my god I spent an hour on Instagram time flies yeah (laughs) or it's like hundred dollars on a date night is cheap but a hundred dollars on good healthy food for the week is like expensive um yeah, yeah no it's it's just so much it's so important to figure out like what you're going to be frugal with yes and what you're not yeah um like so budget is crucial I yeah think. budgeting like I use mint 
Um, Mint is great because you can, Mm -hmm. you can set saving goals. You can like track your expenses every month and like, that's like number one important. And I think the tricky part is to figure out how to calibrate your, uh, freelance income. So you know what to charge a hourly. If you're doing Mm -hmm. like a platform, like Upwork, like I charge $70 an hour, uh, on Upwork because a, it's so hard. Like you're spending so much time finding these jobs Mm -hmm. and then like talking to prospective clients and like interviewing, no worries. (laughs) And like interviewing them and like, or they're in, like and trying to find the clients and then when you finally find mm-hmm. the client then like there's still other work outside of the scope of your hour like the hours you actually yeah. spend your billable hours right that like $70 an hour for me is what makes sense in terms of like how many hours I'm able to spend doing upwork stuff and and also it, it factors in yeah. yeah like my experience in terms of like I went to school for this I'm a professional writer and uh my clients hire me because of my experience mm-hmm. and so that's the rate that I set and that I've charged that I've worked up to like I started at 30 an hour and I've worked up to 70 yeah. uh and so it's like knowing that you have to have like what you have to charge in order to hit your like monthly goals and your weekly goals and also so you can factor in sick time and like time yeah. off and yeah. so there's a, a bunch of good like calculators online about like for freelancing how much you should be charging based on like you have to like pay yourself first and like have time off and vacation time so it's like that's that's the tricky part is like send, setting your own rates yeah yeah, so, I, yeah. That's, I've never actually done that and I truly should yeah um, it's I, I only just did it recently and like yeah it's well, yeah that's, that's why the thing about like the looking for the job is like so much work mm-hmm. that's like actors as well actors get oh for quite sure a bit when they book something yeah but it's because they spend six months fucking auditioning to book that one thing you exactly know? it's it's paying you for all of that time and that's why you have to budget so well as an actor too because you oh yeah all at once and it's just you and know. same and same with writing like for yeah. like I for the my fee for co-writing my first episode was I think like around thirty thousand um, dollars which has been super great but then you have to keep factor in taxes like they take they withhold fifty percent basically yeah. for which is like okay cool so it's like you, the number on paper is thirty thousand dollars but then you they're withholding fifty percent so right. then you get fifteen thousand dollars and then yeah. if you have a manager, manager and agent, agent which now I, like I just got a manager so it did, wasn't applicable to my last thing but it'll be applicable to my next they take before taxes Mm -hmm. they take off the top so it's like writers make 38 cents on the dollar so you have to factor in that when you're like as a professional writer which is more the reason why you should also do freelance work so that you can you know when you're just starting off and and establishing yourself be aware of that and then be able to budget for the future because you don't want to just jump on a show because it's a show you want to do it because you love it right exactly yeah Mm -hmm. so yeah love that and so even so though Mm -hmm. you want time to take off on vacation and do whatever you need so how do you budget for those times do you put that in your mint like vacation fund and, Mm -hmm. and put stuff towards that do you put stuff towards retirement Tell us everything about your finance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'm still. Lear- I mean, like, I'm still learning. It's still so hard because it's. it's oh yeah. By the way, we we're this is hard. Yeah, like we say that we say this like authoritatively. Like, like yes, like, it's oh, like. God. <laughs> there's still weeks where I'm like, I did not have to buy that, <laughs> or like oh, I God. spent like so much money in New York, and I'm just oh, like, yeah. What's your splurge item? What, what do you splurge on? Uh, I splurge on like travel. Me too. Like travel, I think is like whenever I'm traveling, it's just like. I like I'm gonna go to a nice restaurant and like because yeah. it's like I'm exhausted need food and like I'm in the middle of like a nice neighborhood so I'm just gonna go to this restaurant yeah. or like things yeah. like that where it's it's like I 
I will have times when I'm traveling where it's just like, I'll just go eat ramen by the beach. And then I'll have times where it's like, this is a really nice restaurant. I'm going to treat myself. Yeah. Um, I usually pick one night and have like a really expensive dinner at like the yeah. best restaurant the city has to offer. Yeah. And the rest of the time I'm like a little more cautious about it. But I also think when you're traveling, the whole point is that you're saying mm-hmm. yes. You yeah. Know? And I think if you can budget enough to have some wiggle room in your budget mm-hmm. for travel it's worth it because there's been times and it's good traveling with people who have that similar mindset Mm -hmm. um because sometimes you you know find a really inexpensive ramen by the beach and other Mm -hmm. times you find this amazing thing but the only way you're gonna find anything is if you say yes yeah exactly so yeah i definitely splurge on travel (laughs) and like i went i I took like a a trip where i was like i'm going to san diego this weekend i just like took a weekend off so that's what i splurge on and then everything else i try not to spend a ton of money on but it just really depends yeah. yeah, it just totally depends. Um, I suppose on my skincare. It's um, yeah, so expensive. Yeah. I, Ladies, uh, we feel ya. It's, yeah, it's really expensive. So I found, like, I use glossier stuff, which oh, is, yeah. it's, like, expensive, but not the most expensive. Mm-hmm. So I've been trying to, like, find cheaper products, but, like, that's... But sometimes cheaper means not as effective. Yeah, or bad ingredients. So yeah, yeah it's it's t- it's tricky trying to budget for that and like car insurance and everything. So it's like oh, all a juggling act. So it's all what, what the nice thing about freelance stuff again is like you can dial it up or dial it back. So mm-hmm. you can take on a whole bunch of new clients if you need it, or you can dial it back if you don't. Um, and then I'm just I'm really bad at planning for days off. <laughs> yeah, me too. Where like I've worked like 20 days in a row, and then I'll be like, oh, I'm burnt out. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like. Oh, I need to like finish up these projects and then like take some time off. So it's really trying to like, I I will work on like marathon stretches and like save that money and then like have a little bit of time off or go travel. I do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's so tough though, because you, especially when we're in this place, you and I both want to build something bigger. Yeah. You know, the more money we have, the more opportunity we have to you know, make pavement amazing or, or mm-hmm. you right know, have, have an amazing apartment or whatever yeah. we want or travel. Right. And so for me, it's a huge draw to work more, to work yeah. more job same. stuff. Same, same. Um, but the issue is when I'm not cultivating my career stuff, that's mm-hmm. actually where the opportunity to make major money lies. Yeah. I need to focus on writing, selling a sample, being in a room, whatever that is, mm-hmm. because that's the way I'm going to break through and have an actual career. Yeah, definitely. And it's like, it's it's tough because you got to think both in terms of how much am I making this week hourly and like for my day job and then what foundation am I building for the rest of my career? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you need to do both every day. Exactly. Probably. Yeah, no, exactly. And like the thing, I am not a morning person, but I've been waking up at 7am every morning yes. and writing for a few hours because I'm in the middle of writing a new sample that you guys are hopefully going to read yes. the end of next on Monday. Um, and, and like right now, being able to wake up and write like 10 pages every day has just been like really important to get the sample out so that I can go and pitch it next month. Yeah. Um, that's a good thing we should talk about. Yeah. Like you, what is your, what is your day? How do you balance your day? Yeah. Cause you get up and write, I get up and write too. Yeah. I like, that's the first thing I do and I make it a challenge yeah. for myself cause I write at a coffee shop mm-hmm. that I like have to, my, my goals are, mm-hmm. I have to wear a normal human outfit. <laughs> good. <laughs> because it's important. Not that I'm wearing one right now. Me neither. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're not wearing any clothing. We're, we're just naked and recording this one. Stop bringing furs. <laughs> um, no, I, I think it's really important to be in the right mindset. And yeah, I, but I also I wear comfy 
business casual. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important. Like, I'm not going to wear skinny jeans and heels to the fucking coffee shop to write <laughs> yes. a script. I would be, I would hate myself. No, I wear like, I wear like cute pants and mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, I, I like getting that mindset, especially because usually I'm running off to like a meeting right after mm-hmm. or sometimes I, I work out right in the afternoon. So I go to this coffee shop in Toluca Lake mm-hmm. and I work for I try and get there at like eight. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's, that's good. Not as, sometimes that's no. That's not, <laughs> sometimes it's ten. It depends. I mean, it depends yeah. on how late. If I was on set super late the night before, right. or if I was at a late class, I do try and get eight hours of sleep. Mm-hmm. I'm a sleeper. That's important. Yeah. It's really important. It's yeah. important for me to not. I get a little tweaky and crazy when I don't get eight hours of sleep. It's just not. It's yeah. not cute. I got like six hours of sleep last night. It was just like pounding oh, coffee yesterday too. and didn't get any pages done because I oh didn't my sleep. God. Yeah. 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 And it's huge, especially for creatives. And we should mm-hmm. talk about that next. Yeah, yeah. The creative work. Like right, right. Right. Yeah. Um, not killing the creativity. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I get there and I, the, my goal is, or my payoff is that I get coffee when I get there. I'm like, yeah. oh my God, I got coffee. <laughs> like, this is worth it. This is worth getting out of yes. bed. And then I write for probably four hours. And then in the afternoon, I either go teach or work out. Um, and I usually take like the lunch hours off. Like I'll mm-hmm. take maybe two hours off in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And it's just a nice time because I don't, I work at night too. So I yeah. either work a day job, I go to a class. I go to a screening, I go to a seminar, mm-hmm. all of these things. I go to group. Yeah. So I don't get that time to unwind from 5 p.m. to 10 p.m. like everybody else yeah, does. So sure. I take it in the afternoon. And Same. especially I'm the most tired right in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. So it's a good time to go hit the gym because I'm yeah. like, I like, I re-rev up my system. Yeah. And then, yeah, nighttime is, is what I do, but I do my writing in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. What no, you? I'm pretty much the same. Yeah. yeah. I think we're on like the same schedule. Uh, yeah. Nice. I write from like, Eight, seven or eight a.m. to like eleven or noon, depending on like yeah what how much I have to write and this isn't a coaster. <laughs> it's okay. Here, right. Here's another coaster. Um, uh, yeah, it is a coaster. It's just a shitty coaster that oh, makes right. a lot of noise. Um, yeah, so I, I do the same thing. I write in the morning and I spend a few hours and I try not to touch email until early afternoon. But That's usually, I should do. I, I I struggle with that because I also have a bunch of like I have to respond to the Upwork requests. Yep. And, and like that, get and back also, to them. Um, shootings. That's anything. Yeah. Production wise. Feel like that's time sensitive. Yeah. Time so either I try to like knock it out first thing before I do my writing, but uh-huh. I, usually that it becomes a rabbit hole. So I try to push it off and like I try to close internet, close everything, and just focus on writing for the first few hours of the day. That's great. Um, um, it depends on the day if I'm successful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And then, so I do that in the morning and then around noon, I'll usually go on a run. Um, and I try to like either go on a run or like I'll go on a walk and like call my parents or get outside. Cause usually I've not seen the daylight cause I like writing in my apartment. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, I'll come back and then make like eat food, like feed myself make sure that I'm like still like a normal human. And then I'll either have like a meeting or I'll go to like, like something in the afternoon uh to because I can't work like straight through the afternoon like I have to go do something and then I'll come back and then I'll work and then I'll usually have like networking drinks or some sort of evening thing um where I'm usually going out and meeting people uh and then after that I may try to squeeze in a little bit more writing um and then like 
but it just depends on the day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then I'm I'll, a late night writer too. Yeah. When I get home and I just, I go in my room and yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Half the time that turns into me watching Broad City. So not <laughs> yeah. Right, but you know. yeah, it depends. So either after that I'll, and then throughout, like in the afternoons, I think are a good time to, um, watch TV, read something. Like I have a few books that I'm in the middle of. Um, what are you reading? Uh, I'm reading this book called Hypnotism and Crime oh. that I got from the last bookstore. It's from the 60s. It's about how criminals use hypnotism throughout history. Hey, this is amazing. <laughs> it's really cool and super weird. Uh, yeah, so that's like the, the thing that I'm reading right now uh, and a few other things that I'm in the middle of. So I try to spend the afternoons like learning. Um, and uh, and yeah, so it just... I think carving out time every day to read and learn is really important because we have to know and learn everything yep. for our writing. It's true. And yeah. that's what, what that brings us to keeping the creativity alive. Yes. It's so hard. And I think when you're, when especially when you're grinding out, if you're working on the same project every day, you get up and you grind out your pages, mm-hmm. you go to your day job, you work out, you start again. Mm-hmm. It can be so soul sucking. Yeah. And have you ever read The Artist's Way? Yes. Oh, I love that. I book. love yours. So good. Way. And yeah. Yeah, honestly, you guys don't need to. We should probably, you know, buy it because we're quoting something that goes <laughs> support. Yeah, go support the author. Yeah. But the two things that I think you need to know from the artist's way are one, the artist state, which is, you know, you take yourself. I think you take your inner artist child on a mm-hmm. date by yourself. Oh yes. To yeah. Do something really like sweet that you would have wanted to do when you were a kid like go mm-hmm. laser tagging or yes. I like going to um, that place where you paint pottery <laughs> but it's like a little weird I've only okay. once and I don't like being in there as an adult by myself <laughs> it's just too much I'll go with you we'll okay we'll yeah go. we'll like sit on opposite ends of the table so it still counts as an artist date yeah. but um, or go to the beach or, yeah. you know, I like going on hikes and being totally like, without, like, this isn't very safe, but I leave my phone behind mm. and I just like lay on the ground in the forest. That's nice. That though. sounds like a lot. That yeah. sounds like, that sounds really melodramatic. Not really, <laughs> really. I just like being, because in Ohio there's forest everywhere. So I'm yeah. used to that. Right. There's no green space in LA besides yeah. the Fifth Park a little bit, but I, do, yeah. I like being in green space. What were we talking about? Um, uh, art, creativity, artist way. Yeah, what was the second yeah. thing? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The second thing is um, morning pages. Yes. You wake up and you just do stream of consciousness, write three pages every so morning. So good for creativity. Oh, my God. Have you done it? I Yeah, I actually did like a TED Talk style uh, like thing about this where oh, it's cool. like convergent and divergent thinking and like this is like such a good exercise for divergent thinking which is the generation of ideas which is a part of creativity we can actually control and like convergent thinking is something that our iq kind of dictates in terms of how we're able to cull ideas and pick the best one but divergence thinking is like a muscle and we can actually grow it and work on it and that's how free writing is an exercise that works on that part of creativity i love that yeah yeah um i find that i so much shit comes up for me. Like, yes. for my dreams. I always yeah. remember my dreams, and then I can assess my dreams and see what's happening mm-hmm. there. Um, but also just, just stuff that I didn't even know was bothering me will mm-hmm. come up in my morning pages. And yeah. then I put it on paper, and then I leave it behind. Yes. I throw it away. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God, I feel so light. I haven't done it in years. I should mm-hmm. really do it again. But I noticed the other day, this is a perfect example, I took, like, a Wednesday off. Like, I decided not to go to Sandbox. Mm-hmm. I stayed home with Connor and had a glass of wine. Nice. And I was watching sketch comedy. Good. And I, I took a lot of the day off, too. And that's when I I just started writing 
poetry in my mm-hmm. room and I felt so good. Yeah. And it, it's so different than I, I felt in the past when I'm like, oh, I need to get a poem mm-hmm. written for pavement. Like, let's yeah. sit down and do this. It just felt like I wanted to do it. Yeah. And I felt good about doing awesome. it. Awesome. And I, it begs the question, Amy. Yeah. When you have to write something, mm-hmm. does it take, or does it strip away the romance and that sort of like, burning desire to create or does it help you because uh, you're getting paid for something luckily n- luckily not I used to do national novel writing month every November for six years so I learned how to sit down and like get slog through the shitty pages and really get to the stuff that I love mm-hmm. but that does mean that there's still a lot of shitty pages yeah. <laughs> like if you're not inspired and you sit down and you're like I'm not inspired I don't like this it's, you're going to have to get through it, but you can tap into that. Like after you like write enough pages, you tap into that like flow state and you're like, cool. All right. Yeah. I'm at it. But that does mean like I have a lot of garbage pages. <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah. I feel the same way. Yeah. First of all. And second of all, I, what I did was I built a romance around sitting down to write. Ooh, good. So, yeah. Which was a long, pro- I mean, at first it scared me because I didn't find myself, I didn't consider myself a writer because mm-hmm. I was just this actor who was trying to dip my toe in. And mm-hmm. I was, it, back then it felt like, it felt really reckless and exciting mm-hmm. and I yeah. loved doing it for those reasons. Cool. But then when it kind of became my main pursuit, I, and it helped through traveling, like yeah. sitting down with my computer is such a blessing yeah. on a train or at a late night in Munich or whatever. Um, but currently I usually have coffee. <laughs> yeah, it's um, important. But also just like the act of doing it, mm-hmm. I make kind of sacred. Yeah. Because it is so special when it you is. do get it. And I think partially it's because of the way my schedule is. If mm-hmm. I had literally all day to write, mm-hmm. I would write the same amount of time that I write now. Mm-hmm. Because you cannot write for 12 hours a day. Mm-hmm. Some people can in writer's rooms, but at least that's a collaboration. Like, as a, yeah. as a freelancer, I don't think I could. Yeah, and, and in writer's rooms, we spend a lot of time doing other things like watching too many cooks. <laughs> <laughs> And sure. yeah, I mean, if you can't, if you can't do creative stuff 12 hours a day, like right. if you're on a, if you're on a deadline and you have to get something done, you can do it, but then you'll be burnt out and you need time off. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And so, so that's the way that I, I romanticize it, um, for my own good, just mm-hmm. so I can, and, um, oh my God, I just thought of a really good example, uh, of this, the, the need for creativity within mm-hmm. the long work day. Yes. I just went to the Smarter Kaufman seminar, which was amazing. Cool. Um, for any of you who don't know, she wrote Friends. She um, just was prolific. I mean, and this woman is is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way she talks about the writer's room is so inspiring to me, um, particularly with her her value of family. She mm. created a space for babies and children to come and hang out on the set of Friends. Oh, wow. I, I actually, I don't remember who was Friends. It was, it was a show that she was on, but a place for people. People are happier yeah. when they're around their kids. Yeah. So there was an on-set nanny, which yeah. is not that expensive, and they were able to go check in on their baby mm. during the day. You know, it's a long, That's amazing. Long, and then every, um, every night she went home to check in her kids. Oh, cool. Every night, without doubt, and then she'd go back to the writer's room. Yeah. And I just think that is super amazing. But she was telling this story about um, they were so frustrated one day, and they started throwing this ball back and forth, and they were counting 
how many um, <laughs> complete catches they could get. And then it became a thing where they didn't want to drop the ball. Mm-hmm. It was like superstitious. <laughs> that literally ended up in a Friends episode. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. That, was like, that was a plot line where they didn't want to drop the ball. Like, I feel like so much of that, especially in comedy, so mm-hmm. much of the creativity and the spirit in the room gets on the page in an amazingly authentic way. Definitely. And that wouldn't happen if we we're all like, oh my God, be chained your computer, like no talking, let's work, let's like mm-hmm. workhorse this. Yeah. And similarly, in my own life, if I don't travel and explore, mm-hmm. I'm not getting I'm not getting inspiration for my next projects. If I'm not yeah. reading articles, for reading sure. books, yeah. I'm not I'm I'm just playing with what's inside my brain, which I've done too many times. We're all yeah. sick of what I have to say. <laughs> like truly. No, I, I completely feel the same way. Like I try to approach everything as like a method writer, whereas like yeah. I'll I'll try to live the lives my characters have. Um, I'll try to run like fly to different like I'll try to write I went to uh, Arco Santi which I told you guys about for my my last project and like yeah. I went there to write and it's this like archaeological architectural collective in the middle of the desert and it's completely you have to drive down this long dirt road to get there and it's quiet and beautiful uh, and just spending a whole day writing those scenes just was oh. completely perfect yeah. and um a few months ago, I like went through a lot of like personal stuff and like ups and downs, and I just decided on the whim to like go to San Diego, and it was there, um, just hanging out by the ocean. Then I came up with the idea for the script that I am going out, that I'm writing right now, that I'm going to go out and pitch next month. Love so, <laughs> so, so it's just like it's such a cool like having those moments, like you said, like taking a day off to drink wine and watch sketch comedy, or just having time to let your mind breathe suddenly creates like the synthesis of uh creative connections that just make everything fit and that you can connect the dots in, in, in a new way not only that but creating something other than your creative hustle yes so of pavement has been really great for me because it's not i'm not viewing it as like a okay so then i'm gonna i'm gonna try and like angle this script towards that person and yeah. i'm writing this script for that person and mm-hmm. this for this producer and this to shoot and blah 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 it's just creative yeah and we're just make like writing things and making films and shooting recording podcasts and all of these things and it's opening up my brain for sure to think in a different way yeah it's not so clenched yeah and I'm trying to in all ways release the clenchedness <laughs> clenchedness in Shakespeare technical language. term <laughs> that's, that's a word um <laughs> Around everything. Yeah. Literally everything. And I don't know what it is and why we were raised this way. Maybe it's because we're women. I think a lot of men do this too, though. The stress and the importance placed on things. And I think it's a lot to do with this industry. We Mm -hmm. all think we need to squeeze and, like, really try and all of these things. And, of course, we're all trying. It's Mm -hmm. just you can't always have what you want right away. Right. So you have to find ways to be fulfilled and make money on the side and that's Mm -hmm. why you know freelancing can give you all of those things if you know how to do it right yeah definitely yeah yeah, and what's like for for Kingdom of Pavement, like this has been the way to like explore 
different forms of art and different people. Like last night I had, I interviewed uh, Matt Kessler, whose piece will be out with along with this podcast mm-hmm. and like walking through Amoeba with him and seeing how passionate he was about the records and getting a sense of his life and what he's lived and like his experiences. Just every time like I'm able to interview somebody else and step into their lives, it just completely changes my perspective and like opens up the world. Mm-hmm. And that sense of expansiveness is what I love about yoga and meditation too, of just like letting go of worry and just being a part of something bigger that is so important for creativity and being able to have that space and being able to freelance so that I'm able to have that space without worrying about an abusive boss or a tough day job or something that's going to drain all my energy and instead is something that I actually look forward to and enjoy and like complements the rest of my life and creativity I agree so and also the idea of pavement when we're meeting with these amazing so talented people oh my god so talented it's making me think about everything differently Mm -hmm. instead of how is this person going to help me in my career? Mm-hmm. Which is sometimes, you know, I'm guilty of thinking that way because mm-hmm. I'm still trying to rise, right? Mm-hmm. Instead, I'm thinking of, oh my God, what can this person share with like the general population? For sure. What do we need to share here? Yeah. And it's not about me. And, and taking myself out of the equation has been such a great experience. And Absolutely. I, I think approaching networking events in general in my career now in that way will be really helpful. Um, instead of, you know, what can I get out of this? It's exactly. what can I do for that person or what can I do for for the people around us? Yeah, and how and can we how build can a community? We, how can we facilitate your talent to, like, mm-hmm. share with the community? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I saw me just growl. I hope that didn't come out. <laughs> <laughs> um, when I drink coffee and I'm out of your stomach, it's like, hello, what are you doing? Um, cool. Uh, what do we need what kind of freelance else? yeah what kind of do we want to do a quick like last like lightning round tips for freelancers getting yeah. jobs getting clients all of that 100%. jazz <laughs> let's, let's do, do light, lightning round what are lightning your round. Flatter, what are your tips lightning round tips always tell people that you're looking for jobs because yes. they have jobs for you truly yes any friend I, I have one friend who's like the gatekeeper for all of the freelance jobs and just I go to her all the time and I'm like who needs it who can you refer me to mm-hmm. um, she's a really good resource be friends with older people yeah um, they you're more established than you and wiser than you and they will hook you up. Amy, your turn. Um, always, oh God, I didn't think about these. <laughs> <laughs> this is your idea. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, get on every platform, create your own website, get out there, be active on social media, put yourself out there and share what you're, what you're working on and what you're great at and what you can offer mm-hmm. to other people and be like, I, I am a writer. I write things. I'm a storyteller. I could do, uh, know what you're worth never accept jobs that a you don't love and believe in in some way like all of my freelance clients I love and believe in their projects in some way and I I believe wholeheartedly I can bring something to their projects Mm -hmm. and I also value my own worth to them as a writer um always deliver when you say you're going to deliver if you need to like move something around in your schedule and push a deadline tell them as soon as possible um be communicative be open uh and then constantly find ways to improve on your own skills and to and and to, so you can offer more to your clients uh and yeah and try to be nice to yourself and your schedule and when definitely. setting deadlines and being honest with people like when you're available and when you're not definitely yeah uh, i had a really good one and then i forgot it okay. I'll, I'll, I'll remember <laughs> um, it. i'm trying um, to think of no, those i think definitely follow through follow that's, through. that's the one thing like be yeah. on time follow through mm-hmm. do a good job because yeah. that will get you more jobs 
thousand anything yeah referrals and things like that that's huge yeah like the the reason I've gotten so much work on Upwork is because my clients have referred me to other people Mm -hmm. um I have really phenomenal like reviews thankfully from my clients so it's like those things have allowed me to get other jobs remember it. what is it get your ass in class yes constantly be learning group class not only that love it Mm -hmm. um you have an entire network of people who are trying to learn and be better. Mm-hmm. They are your clients. Yes. Yep. And I have got a ton of clients for, I do, I offer pitch help. I mm-hmm. listen to pitches. I help people build pitches. I'm really good at it. I'm good in a room, especially because I was an actor for so mm-hmm. long. Um, but yeah, I, I, I help people with their pitches and I got a ton of clients when I took an acting class awesome. because those actors are looking for someone who knows a little bit more than they do to help them. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. And then also zero in on what unique skills you have to offer. Like mm-hmm. you just said, you have so many different skills. You can offer pitch help. You can do, you, you you can help out people can hire you to work on set like you have so many different skills and like just cultivating those and sharing those with people and be like I have this is my like skill set hire me yeah yeah oh, another one is to be on a set like that yeah you know even as a writer like just going to be a PA for the day you're gonna meet so many people so many producers who might want to shoot your sizzle who might want to make a film with you mm-hmm. you know we're all I, we're all tradesmen and that's yeah. if you're around people who want to hire you and make shit that's so valuable yeah especially now I feel like a lot of writers are you know they have to be producers too because they mm-hmm. want to get their stuff made so you got yeah. to make opportunities for sure you know yeah, and then also make sure to balance your energy across all your freelance jobs. Like I not like I teach yoga is a good reason for me to get away from my computer. So when I'm going to teach a class, like that's a way I can step out and like be in a different space and like that's that way like all of the memoir work, which is I love and so great, but it takes so much energy. I, I have a few different kinds of projects that are Yeah, you have variety yeah. in your yeah. day-to-day life. Yeah. Like the documentary project I'm doing is so much lighter and more fun than like some of the like the more heavier, more emotional more stuff so being able to have like a whole like a gamut of things that keep things fresh that I'm interested in that also don't suck the soul out of me and like offer that that I can do that I love that also are different so I have a variety yeah I agree and and that's why you know when I was just nannying I felt so burnt out Mm -hmm. because I I just felt like a mom you know what I mean yeah I was exhausted and then I got my bar job and I was like oh my god this is the best thing ever I get to hang out with human adults (laughs) and then when I just bartended I was like oh I hate this like Mm -hmm. oh my god humans suck blah 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 (laughs) you know and so and then and same with you know teaching people to pitch all of those things are really different, and I do all three of them. Mm-hmm. I think I have like eight jobs, Amy. Yeah, because you also teach. You I do teach. so much. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a it's a thing. But now it's summertime, so I have mm-hmm. more. That's another thing. A lot of jobs are seasonal. Yes. So know when you're gonna not have a job. Mm-hmm. Like I actually forgot that you know classes end over the summer, and that's fine. But I and I'm actually very grateful for the break. Mm-hmm. But it is you know that's an extra that's cash every not cash that's in income every week that I don't get paid in cash um, the IRS. Uh, I have income every month, every week that I'm not getting. So it's, it's mm-hmm. something to keep in mind and always kind of, I think another tip is always be a step ahead. Yeah. Because you, cl- there, there are slow seasons. Like I've had clients that have like, I had like one job that was like going to pay me like a ridiculous amount of money a week. I was going to be full time or not full time, but like going to take up all of my freelance time. And like mm-hmm. I accepted it. It was about to get started. It was about to clear my entire schedule and then it fell apart. Yep. So it's like being able to plan for busy season or when clients disappear on you or yep. when things just kind of like dry up. Or when things don't work. Or, or things don't, don't like work. Someone, don't be afraid to quit. Yeah. It's not a day job. It's not a free, like a freelance I, job. If it's, if Amy, you got this job to 
write a pilot and it was going to be huge for your career. That's kind of different than what I'm talking about. Like money hustles. Yeah. I think don't be the freelance work. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's legitimately at any time I will quit a job. Yeah. I've dropped, I've dropped a lot of clients either after the first project or because it just wasn't a good working relationship. Like they were either texting me like 3am about Uh the project. I'm like, literally not worth it. This is not, this is a freelance job and I love, and I put a lot of effort and and heart into my freelance work, Mm -hmm. but I have to know when a client is not right for me or when a project's not right for me or when Mm -hmm. I don't believe in something or if it's too much, if it's not worth it. Depending on your, on your actual pursuit, which is to be a writer. Yeah. It's it's tough for you because you write for your day job too. So it's, Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's hard to, yeah. but if it impinged on you getting a really great writer's room job, you mm-hmm. would, you quit that. You would yeah. quit that to go do the thing that you really want to do. Exactly. And like my clients hire me because I'm a TV writer and they want you to use my expertise for storytelling. But I also am very honest with them. Like the last time I was in a writer's room, I told all my clients, I'm like, I am disappearing for several months. If you want me to still work for you when I come back, awesome. I would love to, but just so you know, I'm gone. <laughs> like I'm, I'm leaving all of this behind to go do this and then I'll be back. Absolutely. So and yeah, it's hard of you to know your own bandwidth and not to try and keep all of those clients in the room because if anyone who's listening has been in a writer's room, it is it is it is more than a full time job because yeah. you need to be focusing and researching and reading and working. Yeah, not only that, as the assistant, you're you're compiling all that information after everyone's gone to mm-hmm. send them the next day. Yeah, you know, and like you're coming up with pitches to pitch in the room, and you're constantly reading. And like mm-hmm. when I was writing my episode, like I was just doing that. Yeah, <laughs> that was all. So yeah, yeah. What cool. Else? I think that's, that's um, a lot of good tips. It. We did a great lightning round of wow. tips. That was all improv. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> can't tell. Um, yeah, I think it's just like Los Angeles is really, really expensive. Mm-hmm. It's really hard. Like we, we're giving all of these tips, but it's still hard to survive, and like mm-hmm. it's still expensive. So it's like you should need to remember why you're here, which is your creative work to be a writer, actress, producer, life things. Yeah. Um, so remembering why you're here and then all of your freelance stuff is to support what you're actually here to do. Right. And if you get too far into your day, into your, I know people who, I've been totally guilty of this. Is there someone here? No, there's a, there's oh. a, there's a department next door. Um, I've been really guilty of this. Um, when I get too caught up in my day job, if I mm-hmm. accidentally take too much uh, freelance work. Yeah. And then there's no writing. Yeah. And I screw myself. And I, mm-hmm. so I know that I can't be happy. I didn't move out here to be a bartender slash nanny slash teacher. Mm-hmm. I moved out here to be a writer. Yeah. So that comes first. And then Absolutely. everything else arranges around it. Yeah. And I've often done that as well producing. So I'll take on too much of a producing schedule mm-hmm. and be crazy and I won't be writing and I know that's also not right for me even though it's an, an industry pursuit mm-hmm. it still doesn't feel right yeah I mean I need to be writing absolutely day. same no and it's like not losing sight of that because otherwise you'll just disappear into your freelance work and I think that freelance work is really phenomenal and really great and can sustain people as a day job if that's what you want mm-hmm. but I because we're, they're freelancing for creatives like you cannot lose sight of that yeah, and I think so much, so much in our country, the focus is on money, mm-hmm. and I think that's totally legitimate, one hundred percent. But if you can try and shift your focus to how do I create something of value, mm-hmm. I think it will behoove you because yeah. down the line, that's the thing you're going to sell for the big cash. Yeah, that's that's at least what I think. And it's not like for that's sure. the goal it's just create something because you want to be a creative yeah and for the, my freelance work I've like gotten I've gotten away from a lot of the more corporate clients mm-hmm. and I've actually gotten more into like the memoir space and and things like that because it's so much more rewarding and even though the corporate clients pay so much better 
um, it's just it's just not a it's not as rewarding. So trying to make sure that you're satisfied both in your creative work and you're also finding joy in your freelance work too. Absolutely. Yeah. And on that, yes. Good job, everybody. Cool. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for for tuning in and listening. Um, totally. Uh, we will be back with more episodes. You can find us on kingdomofpavement.com, uh, and then I'll put a link to like our websites and Instagram stuff. Yep. And yeah. Thank you guys. Thank you so much for listening, and happy freelancing. Yeah.